Hello and welcome to Silence, a podcast where women get really honest about surviving and thriving in what often feels like a man's world. My guests are wonder women from the fields of science, technology, engineering and mathematics or STEM, where inclusivity and diversity can be a real problem. I know this only too well as a female Southeast Asian mechanical engineer. I was kind of a minority within a minority back then. I'm Dr. Shanice O'Mara, an engineer turned broadcaster. Throughout my career, I've worked on and reported on some cutting edge technology and innovation over the years. And through my TV work, I've met some incredibly inspiring women from a diverse range of STEM fields. Talking to these exceptional ladies has often left me feeling empowered, hopeful and excited about life. I believe silence will enrich you too. Every week, a woman in STEM shares her unique experiences with absolutely no pressure in having to promote her accomplishments or guard her impressive reputation, because I've come to realise that everyone is just way more open and relaxed when they're anonymous. So I deliberately disguise my guest voices so that we're just connecting as human beings rather than human doings. It's my hope that you really relate to what we chat about today. If so, please do subscribe to Silence and maybe even rate and review the show. I'd love to have your feedback. This week, my guest is in the field of chemical engineering. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, thank you so much for coming on this show after a full day's work. How is it in the world of chemical engineering? Uh, it's not bad. So, I mean, I'm still a student, so it's not too bad. It's kind of, it's, it's okay. I'm just learning still, basically. So is chemical engineering something you want to go into as a career, eventually? Yeah, definitely. I'm just looking for grad roles now, but it's like there's a lot of things I have to consider. So yeah. it's quite a long process, but definitely chemical engineering. So why? Because chemical engineering is not something, you know, it's not an obvious choice. No, so I always wanted, I was always good at like science and maths at school, but I wasn't sure if I should do chemistry at university or chemical engineering. But then because I've always been more of a doer, I think chemical engineering would be better for me. Mm-hmm. And I've always loved my course at university. And then I was lucky enough to do a placement year that was really chem eng based. So it just kind of furthered my love of chemical engineering and solidified that I really want to go into after I graduate. Yeah. Um, were you ever sort of intimidated or kind of skeptical about how sort of non-feminine the stereotypes are about chemical engineers yeah definitely so in engineering in general I know the percentage of girls is really really low so I was kind of worried you just going into my course about how many girls would be on my course because I went to an all-girls school so we were always really empowered about women in STEM and I've never really mm. been taught with lots of boys before so I was quite worried about it but I think in my course is about thirty percent girls, which oh, is wow. quite yeah. It's definitely better than mechanical engineering, that's for sure. Yeah, mechanical engineering, aerospace engineering, they will have literally like three girls in the whole course. But yeah. I think we had about ten or fifteen on mine, so it wasn't too bad. What got you sort of switched on to the subject in the first place? Because it's it's really not I don't really think kids at a very young age are going, Oh, one day I want to be a chemical engineer. So what was the turning point for you? Well, what was the spark? Oh, it was definitely during my A-levels because I did chemistry, physics, maths and further maths. So oh my gosh. I was always going to go into a, um, a STEM-y kind of field. But really, mm. it was between, I was really good at chemistry at school. So I really almost did chemistry, but then chemical engineering, it just seemed a bit different. My chemistry teacher actually proposed the idea to me because I'd never considered it myself. Mm. He just thought that it would be quite a good fit for me. Mm. Just going to an all-girls school, I mean... 
I thought the teachers really pushed you to go and do STEM subjects, which is mine because my school specialised in STEM. Right, okay. I mean, as a even younger kid, um, knowing that you were good at STEM subjects, like, I mean, is this something that started way before subjects were even a thing? Like, were you one of these kids that was super curious? And I don't know, when I was a kid, I kind of made a mixture of all the products in my house because <laughs> I was like really curious to know what would happen if you mix shampoo with window cleaner you know <laughs> so were you that kind of kid yeah exactly. I was I was like kind of like if I had no glue in my house I would just like mix flour and water together to make a paste or I'd go out into yeah. the garden with the different bugs and everything and try and like I'd put them in like containers and have a look at them and try and see what they were doing and how they worked and things like that I was always really curious yeah. My dad said yeah and, and is that something that ran in your family like where did it all come from were you encouraged to be curious yeah my parents definitely encouraged me to just be curious and follow up what I enjoyed like outside of school I did lots of activities um I did lots of sports and things my parents really pushed me just to do everything and experience everything so probably why I just felt empowered that that was something that also I could just do I never felt limited by anything I never felt like I couldn't do STEM subject I just felt like if I was good at it then why why wouldn't I do it and what's it like what was it like for you being in an all-girls environment because I must say I've heard really mixed messages um from women about it it was was really it was really positive so uh, at my school it just everyone just felt like how can I explain this I'm really close to my group of friends and we all we weren't all really STEMI like some of my friends did English some did drama music but we never felt as if we couldn't do anything. Our school was really, I had really great teachers, especially I had really great math and science teachers. And so because they were so great and they would just help just to nurture our inquisitive minds, you never felt as if, oh, if that's not for me, that should be for, I don't know, a boy, for example, because there were no yeah. boys to compare it to. It was always just like, oh, you can just do it. Yeah. We did. I, I've always wondered about single sex schools versus co-ed um, because... On the one hand, in a single sex school, it's like all the girls just muck in and do all the jobs and look at all the different perspectives. Whereas um, when you're around males, um, you kind of get segregated earlier. Yeah, I would agree because talking to some of my university friends who've gone to mixed schools, it's kind of like the boys and the girls just try and like, um, like outdo each other sometimes. And there's a lot of uh, there's, there's a lot of that between them. But then, I mean, my sixth form was mixed, but not really. There was about 150 Gosh, girls wow. and nine boys. So Wait, 150. Even though it mixed before, girls and and nine boys. We only just started letting boys in my sixth form um, two years before I ended sixth form. So we're just dribbling them in huh. like a few. Gosh, time. what was that like? I mean, that's like role yeah. reversal. How? Yeah, I know. I mean, the boys loved it. They said because but they did. They did all very um STEMI subjects as well. A couple of economics, but it wasn't. I don't think they minded. So, talk about role reversal with like guys being in a minority at your school in sixth form versus a bunch of girls who are all really comfortable just being in a single sex school. I mean, um, what was the dynamic like? Because I often talk to uh women especially girls who have tried to set up their own women in STEM group and they've really been in two minds about whether to let 
boys into the group or not. Well, so what was it like for you? What was it like in six months? I don't think the boys didn't. The basically the boys just the boys loved it. Basically, they loved being surrounded by girls. It was more all the girls wanted to talk to them all the time rather than them yeah. feeling that they couldn't do what they wanted. They were because uh, because also because they were the only boys in the whole school. It was like year seven to eleven. We're very aware that there were only like ten boys in the school, so they were almost like celebrities. If that makes sense. Right, yeah. Yeah, and the boys loved it, which was like, I mean, they were my friends, so I didn't mind because we were in the same chemistry classes, same math classes. But yeah, I mean, it was it was quite good to me to be to work with the boys because I never had done before, and I knew that if I wanted to work in engineering, I would be a lot. Yeah, and what is the dynamic like with you and guys on the course? I ask that because I think on the whole it's a challenge to work with people of a different gender or am I just making too broad a statement there? No, I don't think you are. So when I was just working with other chemical engineers, I didn't really see the difference because a lot of my friends on the course are girls, obviously boys as well. So I never really felt as if girls weren't around a lot in engineering only because who I surrounded myself was were girls. But now I'm in a group and it's just and it was just me and it's all boys and they're aerospace engineers and mechanical engineers and and there's just me and there's five of them and I just I, I kind of feel different now as to how I did with it just me and other chemical engineers. If that right. makes sense. And different good? Mm, not different good or bad, just different in the sense that I'm very aware that I'm the only girl in the room some, some of the time. Because mm. I'll just make certain comments like, it's, oh, come on, lads, or come on, boys. And it's like, oh, and Amber. Because I feel like in their courses, there aren't a lot of girls, so they don't really know how to interact, if that makes sense, in a work in a professional environment. Yeah. Um, there are lots of girls, so it's a bit different for those boys. Yeah. yeah for example, I went to, um, I went to CERN uh, last week as part of my research group. And I think for the whole day and a half I was there, I didn't speak to one girl. It was just like my group were boys and my supervisors were boys and our guides were boys. And I just felt very aware by the end of it that I hadn't spoken to a single girl. But I don't think any of the boys realised they hadn't spoken to any of the girl, any girls all day, apart from me. Yeah, so just kind of like something like that. Yeah. It was quite difficult. It's not, not difficult, just very yeah. eye-opening, I guess, about how it is really in the working world as opposed to how I've surrounded myself at university. Mm. And what was the feeling like when you realised that you hadn't spoken to a single woman? Like, was it like, oh, okay. Or was it like, wow, this is kind of a thing? <laughs> I think it was more the latter, just while, like, we would say there really aren't women in engineering. There really are not a lot of women in STEM. Like, I didn't, it's not as if we purposefully avoid women. There just were none whose paths I naturally crossed throughout the day. Mm. And it just made me think when I go into the working world, this is probably going to be in my life more often than not. I mean, obviously, as I go along, more women will slowly integrate into different roles. But for a lot of it, it will just be me. And it's kind of difficult to be flying the flag for women all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that a lot. Is like, that how you feel when you Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, listening to you brings it back. Like, when I was kind of your age, I actually didn't think that there was an issue. You know, I knew that I was surrounded by a bunch of guys. I just accepted that as fact. Um, yeah, it was awkward being the only girl and sort of um, I didn't want to draw attention to myself for being the only girl. 
Um, but then at the same time, I was like, it was only years later, in fact, only really recently where I was like, wow, that was really hard. And so, you know, it's kind of interesting to hear you talk about your experiences right now, because you may not realize that it's a thing until later, or maybe times have changed where it isn't actually a thing anymore. No, I definitely still think it's a thing, just maybe not as a, um, as a direct thing as it used to be. But because I didn't realize just how yeah. much of a thing it was, it's why when I went to and it shocked me so much I, that when I thought about it, how I hadn't spoken to any girls. Mm. I was surprised because I assumed that I would. Yeah. I mean, do you think it might change your decisions in chemical engineering and maybe your career? In a way, no, because it's not, I'm not going to stop applying to jobs just because they don't have a lot of women in the company because, I mean, I'm not going to limit myself that way. But more, when I do apply for jobs, I go to career fairs, I now actively ask the people there, what percentage of women do you have in your company? At what level are they in your company? What kind of diversity do you have in your company? What kind of support groups do you have? Because these are all oh, real wow. things that are going to affect me when I go into the company. So I want to make be clear from the from the just from the jump how I'm going to be perceived in the company. If that makes sense. Yeah. How do you know that? I never ask those questions. Because when I was on placement, my placement company was really good at answering all those questions. Yeah. So they were they had they were really good at having a lot of women in the company at all levels. Very good at having a lot of diversity as well. So I just felt very supported whilst I was there. And talking to some of my friends who also were in a placement, they didn't have that same support. So it just made me really reevaluate the kind of questions I want to ask employers before I enter the company. Yeah, it's so cool that you are aware of diversity and inclusivity um at this stage in your career because it means you can really look out for it i mean i was so completely blind to the importance of those things within a company so i was just sort of applying for jobs um based on my qualifications and my suitability for the role based on my qualifications but i wasn't thinking about how i would actually fit into the team yeah i think fitting to the team is so important because when I was on placement, I felt like I fit into my team so well. And also, I looked around and there were other people who looked like me. So it's kind of, you felt like you belonged because if they can be here, I can be here. But there were some of my friends, they would be the only girl wow. like in their entire team, or there'd only be five like black girls in the company. And then they were just very aware of that fact. And when we were discussing our experiences, I realised that I didn't want to have to work in a company where I just felt as if I was the odd one out all the time. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a very working environment. and I don't feel like I'd be happy working there as opposed to work as somebody where I felt that I was just one of many rather than just one. That's so fascinating. I, I like I actually just feel so full of hope hearing you say that because first of all, it is really important and it's amazing that you've identified that it's important to have um a camaraderie with your colleagues. Um because I think in my day I kind of just pushed through feeling odd. And feeling out of place and I was just like oh okay I, it's just something I'm gonna have to accept and get on with but it's brilliant that you really care about your working environment and you know that it will significantly affect your happiness yeah I mean as to some extent I will just push through because I'm not expecting to go into a company where it's 100% women I wouldn't want that anyway mm-hmm. I think having a great mixture of all, all all genders and all different races is 
what makes a great company because people who have different backgrounds literally think in different ways and will come with different ideas to the table Mm. but at the same time I don't feel as if I should take a job if I feel as if I'm going to feel mm, oh what's the word I'm looking for isolated at work every day that's I I can't work like that I I I don't want to Mm. and because I feel like where I am in my career I have a lot of options so I don't feel like I'm forced into a job just even if I feel like I'm not going to enjoy it I wouldn't want to do that and I feel really lucky to be able to say that yeah yeah I mean are you um I'm I'm assuming then you've never experienced any kind of like bitchiness and sort of uh, competition then with other women no and honestly I can honestly say that I haven't all my friends at university are really supportive we are all chemical engineers we were all applying for the same roles but if somebody got a role and someone else didn't it wasn't oh how can you take my role it was oh congratulations I'm so proud of you for getting that role and then you just go for a different role That's so awesome. uh, even at school even at school everybody was just very supportive and even in chemical engineering not just the girls but the boys as well everyone is just very supportive of each other very helping of each other if we have work to do everyone just kind of joins together and gets it done mm-hmm. I haven't experienced bitching us at all no I've been very lucky in that yeah I mean do you think you have been lucky or do you think that's just the way people are these days? I think it's a combination. I do definitely think I've been lucky because, I mean, anybody could, anyone could just be bitchy and then I wouldn't, and I wouldn't know until it was too late, but touch wood, <laughs> I'm not, I don't cross paths with them anytime soon. Maybe it's something to do with who you are as a personality because maybe, you know, maybe you have come across bitchiness but because you sound so chilled out and so um you you sound like the kind of person that wants everybody around you to do do well and to be accomplishing things and you know being their best versions of themselves so I think maybe with that kind of attitude maybe even if someone was to be bitchy it would just kind of wash over you you wouldn't notice because you're just too unbitchy yourself I feel like my parents always wanted the best for me. And so how they brought me up is kind of how I want it to be for my friends. Mm. Maybe, I think maybe there's some truth to what you say, because if somebody was bitchy to me, I wouldn't be bitchy back. I would just leave situation alone and walk away because I don't have, I don't have any time or energy for that kind of situation. Yeah. I just want things to just get done and be done well. So if we're trying to come at it in a wayward way, I would just leave situation entirely. Yeah. I think some people get caught up in um, kind of unhealthy situations because they kind of feel like they really need to be there. Just maybe if you were the only girl and then another girl did come in, you would think there's a competition between you two because it's like, oh, no, I was a girl, now it's you. But really, it can just be both. Yeah. I mean, boys don't... I mean, a white male isn't going to go into a comedy for the white males and feel intimidated. Always going to feel as empowered by those surrounding him. So why can't girls do the exact same thing? Yeah, I don't know whether that doesn't exist. I mean, when guys go into a company, they are kind of competing with each other. There is, you know, corporate structures especially can tend to be extremely competitive. Or am I just, I don't know, really assuming the worst? No, you're probably right. I feel like maybe I was shielded from the politics of work while I was on placement. So I haven't really experienced it properly yet. Right. Yeah. Well, long may you be shielded, (laughs) is all I can say. (laughs) It just sounds like you've got such a healthy attitude towards work and um, 
you know, the professional environment. And I really hope that you are able to sustain that. Um, But I also think that you are at a time and in an environment where people have never so much wanted to see underrepresented female people of ethnic minorities succeed. No, I completely agree as well. My boss at work was always pushing me to have new opportunities, always pushing for me to um, just to do well. Like I can tell that he wanted me to succeed. Mm. And just knowing somebody wants you to succeed in a way makes you more likely to succeed because you feel like if they think I can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Having people believe in you, um, I don't think that can be underestimated as a really driving force for people to do well and succeed. Yeah. So would you say that you've got like role models, mentors, people that inspire you around you? I don't know if I have role models or mentors around me, just more the people I've come across or people I've spoken to. Um, they motivate me. But not not one person in general, just more like the people around me. For example, I spoke at a women engineering event at my university recently. And when I heard all those women who went to my university speak and how accomplished they are in their careers, it made me think that me too, I can do that. Mm. I never thought, oh, I can't do that because X, Y, Z. I've never thought that about myself. I always thought, yes, I can do that. But then sometimes when I'm in a room and it's just me for the men, I think, oh, do I really belong here? But it's like, I do belong here. I've worked hard to get here and I can succeed just as well as anybody else. It's kind mm. of like two minds constantly fighting against each other. Really? I mean, how yeah. do you negotiate with that? Well, I just tell myself that it has to be done so I get it done. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting because, you know, I think a lot of us do find ourselves in situations where we're like, yeah, I am kicking ass in this situation. Like, I feel confident. I feel good. I feel supported. I'm with my people. And then, you know, you might go into a situation where you're like, oh, my gosh, I feel utterly intimidated. I don't relay everyone's so much better than me. Like, you know, what are the processes you go through where you're able to cope with one situation and the other? I think sometimes you don't cope. I think sometimes you feel intimidated and overwhelmed. Then at the end of the day, you have to just keep moving forward anyway. You can't actually let it stop you. Uh, one thing mm-hmm. I learned on Facebook was that resilience is so important. Like just yeah. because you fail or do something bad doesn't mean you are bad. It just means you just have to learn from the experience. The only way it will keep you back is if you actually let it stop you. If you keep yeah. moving forward, then, then it, hasn't, it hasn't been a bad experience. It's just been an experience. Yeah. I mean, what you're saying sounds so simple when you explain it. And it's like, yeah, of course, you know, I can do that. But when you're actually... No, so difficult. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, so difficult. Um, and literally, every day, sometimes every day was a struggle. But looking back on it, I mean, hindsight is a wonderful thing. But looking yeah. back on it, I wouldn't change the thing about placement. But sometimes I thought the work was too hard. Sometimes I thought, oh, I don't know if I should be doing this. But definitely looking back on it, it was an amazing experience. Mm. Yeah, I think, you know, as a general sweeping statement, women in STEM, and, you know, I can't talk for other industries, I just really know about STEM, but women in STEM tend to be really high achievers and tend to push themselves so hard and expect so much from themselves. And um, so it does take a lot of self-talking to kind of... um, find the strength to keep going when you're feeling a bit wobbly in your own skin sort of thing 
when you're not feeling very confident. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Even all my friends at university, all the girls, we're all such high achievers. We just want the best for ourselves and we don't expect for us to achieve anything less mm. than the best. Uh, I just know, but I just know that if one of my friends is working hard, we're all working hard. A few of us live together, and it's like you hear one person get up, and everyone's house gets up. We all motivate each other to go to the library. We motivate each other to go to the gym. It's good to have a very strong core group of friends who can motivate yeah. each other. And when you are feeling a bit more, because everyone does, they're just really good to help you pick you up, pick you back up again, and keep you moving. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree with the whole group of friends thing, but. As a young kid um, who was really good at STEM subjects, did you not feel like you were in a minority back then? Well, I didn't because I went to an all-girls school. So, And also my school was very multicultural as well. So I didn't really feel like a minority at school. I just felt one of many. So maybe I attitude for it. I've always just felt like one of many until I really got to the working world and I felt like one of one. But I'm still... I still have my old attitudes now. I'm mixing with my new attitudes. I'm just keeping it moving. Mm. No, because, like, for example, I felt a little bit like an oddball because I was into STEM subjects, whereas a lot of my friends were not. And so I was like, oh, I'm, like, really strange, (laughs) you know. I I, I never felt that because my sister's a doctor. A couple of my other friends happened to be doctors. A couple of my other friends did engineering, um... A couple of my friends are doing economics. A couple of my friends are doing drama and teaching in English. But yeah, a lot of my friends did STEM, did STEM subjects. Like, I never felt as if it was weird. Yay. Well, that's so cool. Yeah, no, I think the more women in STEM, like, the more women will in think STEM. they can go into STEM. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So would you advise um, any sort of, like, young girls who are considering going into STEM to take up the subjects like what's it been like overall I would 100% actually I'm such a big advocate for 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 girls to go into STEM because it's not I don't think it should be thought of as scary or as a boy subject because if you have an inquisitive mind and if you feel like STEM a STEM subject is for you there's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't pursue it and maybe it won't be for you but that's not a reason not to try yeah I I do find that um, what's awesome is that, uh, you know, even if you study STEM subjects, I, they just, it just gives you such a great basis for everything else, great launch pad into other industries. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, I agree, because I think a lot of chemical engineers go into banking anything as well, or like managerial roles straight away. Like a lot of them don't even go into pure chemical engineering, but it's more the way they teach you how to think. and. That's kind mm. of what companies are looking for. So it's not as if you have to go into STEM just because you studied STEM. You can really go into anything. That's one of the reasons why I chose it, actually, because I did, when I started university, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I graduated. So I wanted to keep my options open. What do you like with the future? Are you a real planner? <laughs> I'm not a planner, but my parents are, <laughs> if that makes sense. So like, yeah. I know roughly that I want to get a grad job. I'm now roughly kind of where I see my life going in a general direction, but nothing specific. I'm not, mm. I don't care if I work in industry, if I work at a desk, I don't care if I work in for the oil and gas industry or the pharma industry. I just, I know what I want. I know what is really important to me. And I'm just going to try and make sure I keep those at the core of everything I do. And then apart from that, I'm not really stressed about it. Okay. So what is important to you? What is at your core? 
I want to make sure that I'm working um, on cutting edge technologies on placement I was and I really liked it I liked being only one of few who knew about what I was doing mm-hmm. it just made me feel as if I was working on something really important yeah um, I want to travel a lot a lot to travel I think the world's so big that I should be able to see as much as, as possible especially while I'm still young mm-hmm. um, I want to advocate for women to go into STEM I'm a STEM ambassador and I'm going I go into schools and I encourage girls to study STEM subjects and to be inquisitive and to do things like that those are just three things I feel if I keep those at my core if I'm just always learning always traveling and teaching then I don't mind where I end up wow and how does it work with the other aspects of being a woman like you know family and all those kind of stereotypical expectations that society has for women yeah, that stresses me out a little bit because it's like I do want a family, <laughs> but at the same time I do want a career. And I don't know which one I want more. But then at the same time, there's no I know there's no reason why I can't do both of I know it's not going to be easy. I just hope yeah. that people I have around me are just supportive enough to enable me to do both. Yeah, I mean... Because I feel like having a good support system is what's necessary to make sure both really succeed. Right. I mean, let's unpick it. Um, because I think a lot of young women are faced with this dilemma in STEM where it takes such a long time to get the qualifications to do their dream STEM job. Um, But then at the same time, it's like, well, first of all, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. I don't want to have wasted all that hard work. Uh, But yeah, the clock's ticking. So how do you, have you like given it any thought or... How have I given it any thought? Um, I do give it some thought and then I immediately stop thinking about it because I don't, I don't know what to do. Because mm. I don't want to plan a certain timeline for my life because then if my life doesn't go to that timeline, I feel like, oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing it properly. Mm. But at the same time, I do want a family. I, I, I think in the move, I think when I get, I don't know, maybe like 10 years from now, when I'm a bit more towards starting to think about children and things like that, I'd have to give it a lot more thought. But I know from being at work, when I was on placement, a lot of the people at work did have children and they were making it work. Oh, wow. And the companies were supportive. Yeah. So, for example, in giving parental yeah. leave or paternity leave. Um, I know my cousin, uh, when she was when she was pregnant, she lived in America, her, her workplace um, gave her a room where she could pump her breast milk so she wouldn't have to take time out to go to her car and do it. Like, they were very accommodating, so... Being in a company that's accommodating for things like that as well is also really important to me. Yeah, and there seems to be a real, like, air of transformation. Um, Like, now when I talk to companies, heads of companies, they're really trying to consider what it is that women want. And, you know, there used to be a time when women were almost embarrassed to make their needs known when it came to parenting and now it seems like companies are actually trying to change their attitude and kind of not welcome it but just be a lot more accommodating that's comforting to hear (laughs) yeah yeah because I mean a lot of women do think they can only have one or the other but even speaking to friends that they've reassured me that there's no way there's no reason why I can't have both but I don't know I have to think about that more when I get there yeah. I mean, you know, because I'm a bit further down the line than you are, I must say that, you know, a lot of the 
sort of um, decision making does need to happen pretty early on. Um, you know, there was a whole wave at some point where people were freezing their eggs and sort of like planning for a, a later future of motherhood because they wanted to put their career first. But all of these options just seem a bit staged. Extreme. They seem a bit extreme. I mean, people were doing it. I don't want to have to freeze my eggs just so I can have children yeah. and have a career. That sounds it just doesn't feel and you know what so much and also so much of like becoming a mom and being in a relationship and stuff like that is down to chance I mean you know people don't fall in love all the time or maybe I've just got like maybe I've just got really strange it's not like okay get married at 26 three kids by 31 and then finish your career life doesn't work like that I can't plan like that it's crazy yeah, and I've had, you know, there was one guest I had on the show where she was like, you know, I knew I wanted to be a mum, so I basically had kids super early, got it out of the way, and so when the kids were bigger, like six or seven years old, I then went back to uni and I got my PhD, and now she's working in some technology um, and loving it because she's got total freedom to do all of that stuff. But she knew that she wanted to be in tech um, but she also knew that she wanted to be a mum. And so that was her way of having it all. And it's like, oh, I'm, my God, you're so organised. Like, <laughs> yeah, I wish I was that organised. I currently am not. Yeah, and also I don't think our educational system allows for that. I mean, no one, no, no one, you know, everyone's concerned about UCAS forms and um, getting into sort of, you know, their first choice universities. And no one's thinking, right, you know, now is the time to bust a couple of kids out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, no, no one's thinking that. Or even now, at my age, I'm not thinking now's the time for kids. I'm thinking now's the time for grad applications. Right. That's what it's when is the time for children? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's such a mystery to me. I still don't have the answer, despite talking to a lot of women. And you know what? I feel like there isn't actually an answer. It's The answer is that it's really down to what you want i think also timing mm. yeah, I, I, yeah. Didn't, I, I don't have the answer <laughs> i don't have an answer to the question yeah yeah i mean i think it's one of these things where you just have to make the right decisions at the right time and just hope that you don't regret i guess yeah but and also i think um I only think if it's meant to be, it will happen. Like I wouldn't. I'm not trying not to worry about it. Like if I really want children, then at some point in my career, I will just have children, and then I will just deal with the consequences as they come to me. As yeah, come. yeah. I really feel like what's meant to be will be is such a profound kind of attitude to have, and yet people are like, "Oh, that's such a cop out." Um, especially people in STEM, because, you know, we are unraveling the secrets of the universe. It's almost like, you know, we need to be able to work everything out. We should have an answer to everything. Everything doesn't have an answer, so I'm not trying to make everything have an answer. Yeah. Don't you find that people in STEM always think that there is a scientific answer for everything? <laughs> yeah, they do, but me, I'm, I'm quite religious as well, so I just mm. try and balance the both of them. I think when I have children it will it will happen and it will be fine and my career will be fine because there's no reason for it not to be I just I don't think 
have to limit myself that way. Like, I've never limited myself before, so why should I limit myself yeah. when it comes to children? Yeah, I think it's, you kind of sound a bit like Einstein. He was a very spiritual man. And even though he was kind of working out some major secrets of the universe and applying equations to them, he also really had that um, attitude of surrendering to the universe and just knowing that he wasn't the ultimate sort of, he couldn't ultimately work everything out. Some of it had to remain a mystery. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, Einstein was a really smart guy and it worked out for him, so it worked out for me. <laughs> Love that. So I, I'm getting the impression that you're having a really good time in STEM. It's not easy, but you are loving the challenge. And um, you definitely want to stay in a career in chemical engineering. And maybe your path takes a few twists and turns, but you're going to figure it out when the time comes. Yeah, that pretty much sums up like uh, where I am right now. Yeah. Is there anything at this stage of where you're at in life um, that you wished you had heard and you can tell us or the audience um, just in terms of sort of like, you know, looking out for things? And I wish I had known about apprenticeships more when I was younger. Yeah. I feel like people really pushed university, but nobody really pushed apprenticeships. But I think apprenticeships are amazing because... I don't think university is for everybody. And people might think because they're not academic in that way that a career in STEM is over for them. But apprenticeships are amazing. You get to know the company. The company really put, they put money into you. They put, um, they put drive behind you. And then I think they're a great way to get into STEM or get into any career without going to university. Mm. So if I'd known about apprenticeships, I might have even done one, but they weren't really pushed back when I was in A-level. So it's kind of like university or nothing. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you've got so much from your career placement. Um, and I, yeah, and I, I also look back on my experiences and it was really working in a company where sort of the rubber met the road kind of thing, um, where you're just like, ah, so this is where all that studying is coming into use or, you know, it just, it just became so much more real. Yeah, I think placement was an amazing opportunity. I'm so lucky that I got to do it. Mm. And I'm really lucky that I enjoyed it as well because not everybody um, enjoyed their placement. But I learned so much, not just about not just about chemical engineering, even though I did refine my technical abilities. I just learned about working in a workplace, um, colleague interactions, uh, resilience. I just learned that there's different routes to the same goal and that there's no one route that I have to take to get me to where I want to be. It, like... Life is life is like tricks and turns, but you'll just end up where you need to be. Mm. Yeah, placement was so good for me. Do you reckon you were lucky with that placement or did you select very wisely? I knew I wanted to work at the company I worked at, so when I got it I was really, really happy. Mm. It was the only company I really wanted to work wanted to work for, so I only applied to about three or four. And that was the only one I really put all my time and effort into. Yeah, I think it was half luck, half being well prepared for it. Mm. Yeah, I'm imagining some young girl kind of listening to this and she's listening to you thinking, I want to be like you when I grow up. Um, and I wonder if she has enough information to follow in your footsteps. Like, you know, what would be your sort of um, three main sort of take home bits of advice for anyone that 
wants to be you when they grow up? <laughs> I think take all opportunities that are given to you. Don't don't say no because you're scared or don't say no because you feel like you're not good enough to do it. If someone's hands you an opportunity, just say yes and do it and you'll just you'll figure it out as you go along. Uh, like on placement, I just kept saying yes to different opportunities and then it was amazing. Going to CERN last week, I just kept saying yes to different opportunities and it happened. Even doing this podcast, I just said yes to doing the presentation and then I just said yes to doing this. And I haven't regretted this. I haven't regretted a single opportunity mm. since. They're all just learning experience. Yeah. Um, also, um, don't doubt yourself. Probably it's kind of in the same one, but don't feel as if you're not that you can't able to do things because of X, Y, Z. Just think to yourself, okay, this is really what I want to do. And there's no human reason why I can't do it. So let me just do X, Y, Z and get there. Just be kind of plan your life mm. out a little bit. Because you need to have goals as well, so you know what you're yeah. working towards. Yeah, so take opportunities. Don't talk yourself out of opportunities and definitely have goals and work towards them. But again, if you don't stick to them, it's not the end of the world. I'm, I cut myself a lot of slack. <laughs> That's mm. what I'm trying to say. I cut myself a lot Yeah, of slack. well, you sound incredibly focused, but also exceptionally kind to yourself as well and I think having that kind of combination just means that you're always striving to be your best yeah it's not easy to be kind to yourself but I just think it's important to be kind to myself so I I try I actively try well you've been incredibly kind coming on this show and kind of spreading all your wisdom and experience around um you've been incredibly inspirational thank you so much for joining me on silence no, thank you so much for having me. This has been a great experience. I'm really happy that I did it. That's it from my STEM guest this week. What a lovely person. I mean, I feel like I was in the company of a true lover of life. You know, someone that really wants to soak up all the opportunities that come her way and um, someone that always wants to see the good in every single experience, whether challenging or not. Um, Thank you so much for listening this week. Don't forget to rate and review the show and catch you next week on Silence.